Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem Shalom Bayashir number 119 Chazal say that are three, there are four people that are considered Roshayim evil and we're going to talk about how uh, those behaviors are manifested in marriage and one has to be extremely careful to avoid riches in all of life but in particular in marriage so the first one is um, hitting somebody, or even raising your hand to hit somebody, attempting to hit somebody. Like it says, Rosh Hashanah, and uh, when you hit somebody, you're being basically similar to an animal that uses force. Um, and even the threat of violence alone is a rishus. Physical abuse is basically taking advantage of your spouse's weakness and it's outright cruelty, and it's not a befitting behavior for a yid, and in truth, it's not a befitting behavior for a non-Jew as well, for any human being. No matter what your spouse did or you or may have done wrong, such actions, such as physical violence or threat of physical violence, is never justified. You can speak verbally in a normal uh, way, constructive way, if things need to be corrected and worked out. And even then, it's important to use your words wisely. Otherwise, there'll be a problem with Ainoistavarim or anger or revenge and things like that. And it's better, of course, to calm down before uh, discussing anything. So that's the first side of staying away from rishas like that, of of physical violence, or even raising your hand as a threat to physical violence. Another uh, in Yenavrishas is Leva Rasha Yashalim. Someone borrows money and doesn't pay back. Mistam, that doesn't mean someone who is mamish and oinis gomer that really tried to pay back and is working hard and is attempting it and just wasn't successful in fully paying a person back. We're talking about somebody who, who intentionally does not pay back someone who he owes money to, even if he has it or he has a means to get the money and he doesn't pay it back. He doesn't keep that commitment to return the loan. And the correlation to marriage in this is, is to keep your word. If you told your spouse that you're going to go out together, then you need to go out together, do everything in your power to keep that pledge. If a wife tells her husband that she will iron his shirts. He actually said that. She needs to do it. You have to watch uh, and guard the words that are in your mouth. And um, this implies also that a couple should be careful not to spend beyond their means. Um, If you spend beyond your means, you may come to such a situation. So that's the second concept. Third concept is being brazen, being azpanim, and not being embarrassed in front of somebody who is more important than you. And uh, that is a rishus that could happen in the marriage. If you don't talk to your wife, um, or you talk to her with conversation or contempt, um, because if you honor your spouse, you will always speak to her in a respectful manner, 
and all actions towards your spouse should be humble and not brazen. And sometimes that's hard when you feel hurt. You know, if you feel your spouse hurt your feelings, hurt you. And um, it's hard sometimes when you're feeling those emotions of feeling hurt and upset, not to lash out. So at the very least, make sure to hold back and not lash out and sort it out and be quiet until you're able to sort it out. But uh, to be um, contemptful. And using harsh words, that's not the that's not the way to go. And um, the fourth Indian of Rishas is a person that who's always arguing, person who always argues. And um, you know there are some spouses that always look for something about which to complain about. Um, that um, some people do that. Instead of looking for something to praise, they are constantly critical. Instead of reminding their spouse gently about something, they nag and nag their spouses mercilessly. And clearly, such behavior is unacceptable. And um, the important you say in marriage, basically, is you avoid these type of fights and arguments like you're avoiding flat fire. Now, again, we spoke in the past, it does not mean you avoid disagreeing on important subjects that you disagree about, that disagreements could be expressed, should be expressed in a healthy way, respectfully. And on important uh, issues in the house, um, there will be disagreements. But the angry, tense fighting, though, that disrupts seriously the shalom bias, that's what we're talking about. And shalom is the merging of those differences as a whole. That's the goal. So those are the four aspects of rishas that really have to be avoided. The Chazal also says that If a machlekes is not l'shem shemayim, uh, it'll, it'll not be meskayim, there won't be a kiyim. Um, you know, and therefore you have to be very careful not to create such machlekes. And, and when you use words like you spend too much money or the house is a mess or you're never on time or you dress like a schlump or like a schlamazel, that's terrible because that's not constructive. That's just hurtful. Criticism, even when needs to be said, can be said in a constructive way. And what, what I just described, those words, are not uh, they are not constructive at all. They are destructive. And a lot, when you do have to say something that requires some correction, it's dependent upon the presentation of it, being genuinely kind, and with a concerned, healthy, you know, their heretic tone. Because if one spouse is criticizing um, with harshness, the other one will retreat and will, uh, or you know, it could cause a, a big argument. Now, it's important to know that if that, that does happen, and one spouse does criticize the other very harshly, it's, it's, it's wise, even though it's not so easy, not to answer back with harshness. Either, if you have the ability to do so, answer back in a calm, friendly tone, or keep quiet. That's what the Pasuk in Mishle says, Manerach Yoshev Chema. And... Um, that a soft tone and the soft words calms a person from his anger. And humility helps, of course. True being humble helps to avoid arguments and confrontation. 
the concept of what we said several times already, you have to fix yourself first, that also helps. And um, here's a basic big story that's brought down, when you try, when you have to criticize a certain aspect, you make sure to sandwich it with praise. You start out with praise and you end with praise. And in the middle, you have to you say, you know, and even that, the criticism, you say, yeah, but if, you know, I feel that this was something that was not ideal, and if we could work towards it being better than it was till now. And um, all these things that we described over here are doable, and to avoid and do the opposite, the opposite of what the Rishas is. So if the Rishas was raising your hand in physical abuse or, 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 or threatening in that way, the opposite of that is always warmth, calm, kindness to the extent that your spouse always feels protected and loved by you, that they know that you wouldn't hurt them in a million years. And the opposite of the Leva Rosh of Mishalem, the one who borrows it doesn't pay, is keeping your word to your spouse that whatever you say, you know, if you know you won't be, may not be able to do something for your wife or husband, say, I'd like to do this, but I'm not sure if I can, schedule may not permit it or whatever, that's fine. You're being honest. It may not be able to be done. But once you said already, we're going out tonight or we're doing this, we're doing that as a definitive, you, ha- you really need to f- uh, fulfill that commitment. That's number two. And number three, the... The opposite of azas, of course, the opposite of brazenness is humbleness, humility, and um, not embarrassing your spouse in any way, shape, or form. And of course, the first, fourth thing, which is constant arguing, the, the, the reverse is ideal. Never really to argue. And even when you have to disagree, disagree in a calm tone, working things out together in a calm way. Have a wonderful day.